From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about the difference between having sex and making love and why knowing the difference matters in your marriage. And as we talk about today's topic, I want you to think about this quote that says, relationships aren't designed for selfish individuals. And that's mm. really, you know, as we talk about the difference between having sex and making love, a lot of that comes down to selfishness. And so we're going to be digging into that quite a bit on today's show. But as we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show, this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's 19 Quick Questions That Will Rekindle Your Sex Life, ASAP. And you can find that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. But you know, as we're digging into today's topic, we thought it was a great time to remind you about this free resource available to each one of you. This resource is going to allow the two of you to get the conversation started about all things related to your sex life. You know, so many couples find it difficult to bring up or even put into words what they might like to try in the bedroom or what, what they might have thought about and just don't know mm -hmm. how to say it. Well, we brought all that together for you in the 19 questions. You know, using these 19 questions is going to give you the opportunity to have those conversations to think about your sex life. And the one thing I just want to say is, you know, don't try and don't download the 19 questions and, you know, throw it on the table and say, okay, let's talk about all of these tonight right? Just like all of the resources that we provide you here with uh, One Extraordinary Marriage, there's a process to this. Take one or two questions and by all means, don't discuss this in the bedroom, you know, set the stage for what's going to happen in the bedroom outside of the bedroom so that the two of you can have amazing sex. And so, I want to give an example of this sure. real quickly. You know, it was a, a couple of years ago, Elisa and I were, we were sort of stagnant in our foreplay area. I, I felt that we were, we were stagnant in there. And so the question got brought up about foreplay, right? What do you like? What is enjoyable to you on a drive from here in San Diego to LA? It was a time for us just to discuss that. And yep, you know, we were driving and, and if I can remember correctly, we got stuck in a lot of traffic. So we had plenty of time to chat. What was great about it though, wasn't like we were, we were sitting there right there at the edge of our bed having to discuss this and then going, okay, now we're going to go do it. No, we were sitting there in our car discussing it, you know, tactfully, openly, honestly. And so the next time we did have foreplay, you know, in both of our minds, we're like, oh yeah, remember this. Mm -hmm. So again, you can pick that up at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. And the hug that we have for you today, guys, it's been a while since we've had a voicemail. Um, but we've had a couple come in recently, and so we're going to start getting those on the air. Know that at any point in time, you want to call us and leave us a voicemail with how One Extraordinary Marriage has impacted your marriage. If you want to, you know, shout out, we did it because you've completed the seven days of sex challenge or longer. You just call in at the 858-876-5663 number, leave your voicemail. And as those come in, we'll get them on the air. Yeah, because you know what? There, there's something about hearing you guys share what's happening in your life. So let's let's jump on in and hear this hug. Hi, DeLorenzo. Um, I just wanted to call and tell you guys thank you for what you're doing. Um, I actually wrote in to Lisa, Elisa, a while back ago um, about a situation with my husband and I. Um, 
I'm a high desire spouse and he's a low and has always been. And because of that, sex became, sex only seemed to be happening when it was a physical need for him and made me feel very unattractive. Um, so I've had a lot of self-esteem issues surrounding that. And I mentioned the 60-day sex challenge when I first started listening to your podcasts. And he was like, what? Maybe when I was in my 20s, are you kidding me? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he couldn't wrap his head around it. So I felt kind of dejected, you know. And I said, well, you know, they've got like a seven-day sex challenge too. And he was like, yeah, I don't think so. Well, I've been listening to your podcasts for about a month now. I listen to them all night at work. Hmm. And I don't know what it was, but something shifted in me Love it. because of you guys and your podcasts. And that shift in me became a shift in us, I think, because recently I brought up the sex challenge to him again, and he's now all for it. Yay. Um, he's also now agreed to do the initiating three days a week thing, so we started that this week. So I wanted to let you know that you guys are making a huge difference and to go a little bit more for your listeners into the So it's one of those things, as you heard in that message, so much so that, you know, the show... And you guys sharing the show and letting other people know what you're hearing about on One Extraordinary Marriage. I mean, this couple's life has been changed, you know, and, and a lot of what she talked about there with the whole, you know, a shift in me is what led to a shift in my marriage. That's really what we're going to get into when we talk about this idea of having sex or making love, because it's actually, you know, Tony and I in our own marriage, like so many, use these phrases interchangeably. Right. And our society is kind of just, you know, they just toss them around one, you know, one, one way or one, the other, and it doesn't really matter. And yet it, within the, the perspective of your own marriage, these two phrases can take on some pretty serious differences. And not only are we going to sort of pull those apart today, but we're also going to talk about the impact that just having sex has on your marriage. Right. Because, you know, for a lot of people, when you think about having sex, it's kind of like this, you know, this quick action right? It, it, there's little to no emotional involvement, right? It's all about me, my needs, mm -hmm. like, like take care of me. I'm going to get off whatever phrase you want to use to do that. But, but I'm getting myself taken care of. Doesn't matter about you. Right. And that's, you know, both male and female. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when people think about making love, it's more, you know, generally there's a longer amount of time that's equated with the phrase making love. I don't know if it's just because it's it takes longer to say, and so we just kind of like draw it out. There's, you know, this. I, I think I would have to say for myself though too. When we see media, when we see Hollywood, mm -hmm. we see both of these acts depicted mm -hmm. on movies, absolutely on the screen, wherever it may be, and it can be PG thirteen. I mean, there's no body parts parts that are showing, but we usually can understand that there's a hot and heavy mm -hmm. sex. There's a drawn out, right. Making love. Making love. You know, there's an emotional involvement component to the making love that having sex generally doesn't have. Mm -hmm. There is, you know, this whole idea that both of you are not just physically naked, but emotionally naked as well. 
you know, whereas the masks are off, the masks are off. Like we are, we're connecting. In fact, making love is really all about the connection, you know, and it becomes, you know, instead of having sex where it's all about me, making love becomes about you, meaning your spouse, the other person and, and about us as a couple. Right. And so, you know, this came up because, you know, it's well, the other night it it came up because I I rolled into the room and I'm like, hey, babe, you want to have sex? Right. And and we talk about this often. So for us, those two words tend to be interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Right. We and yet as I was lying down about to pick up my book and start reading, I, I, I started to think I'm like, wow, that word came out quickly. Uh, Elisa didn't take any offense to it because for us, it, it's one and the same, mm-hmm. I would say. And yet I thought about it. I'm like, huh. You know, sex has one connotation. Right. Making love has another. Mm-hmm. How does that impact her when I just walk into the room like that? Well, and the fact of the matter is that virtually every married couple has both kinds of sex. Right. There are, you know, sometimes it's intentional. Sometimes it's just because of circumstances, because let's face it, if you've got 10 minutes between, you know, finishing up dinner and when, you know, the kids are going to be coming to the table and you've got 10 minutes, that's, that's not going to be your marathon lovemaking session. That's like, Hey, let's have sex. Let's make it quick. Let's just, you know, wham, bam right there. You know, I mean, we've had couples do it in the laundry room. We've had couples do it in the closet, you know, wherever I mean, you guys share Shower. with us, you know, the quickie. Yeah. And we believe the quickie should be a part of your, your marriage repertoire, mm-hmm. you know, or if you're on vacation by yourselves, as we were in Peru a couple of weeks ago, that's not when you're doing quickies all week, when you've actually got the time to enjoy each other, to be free of the distractions, to be able to be fully present with each other. And, and, you know, ultimately when we're talking about these two, making love is generally, you know, assumed to be the selfless, mm-hmm. you know, it's understood that's the more selfless act. And so that does, you know, it's the slow go, it's the connection, it's all that kind of stuff. It's the foreplay. It's everything. Right. It's, it's all of that, that builds up to that moment mm-hmm. of climax. Absolutely. Together. I mean, not necessarily that you're climaxing together, but that you're both, it's mutually beneficial right. for both parties. And, and then we there's have, enjoyment on both sides. Well, I, I won't say that there's not enjoyment on both sides when people are having sex. That's true. But, yeah, but this whole idea uh, that it becomes a, a potentially an issue in a marriage is when a couple is only having sex. When a couple is, is only in it for, you know, when one partner or the other is only in it for what's in it for them. And I want to be very clear at the onset here that this is not a one-way street. I don't want you, ladies, I don't want you shooting this over to your husbands and saying, hey, they're talking about you, right? Because sometimes when we start talking about selfish sex and, and, you know, getting off and, and just having it be all about me, there is this stereotypical idea out there perpetuated by the media very often that it's the guys who are like, I just want to have sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the reason I'm calling out the ladies here is because Tony inadvertently called me out on this as we started talking about, because we started talking about this idea of selfish sex and the difference between having sex and making love and, and what does that look like? And, and he's like, well, what would it look like 
to you, how, how would you do that? If you like, you were having, you know, if you were just being selfish about sex and, you know, I get this, you know, contemplative look on my face and I'm like, you know, a little righteousness there. And I'm like, I, honey, I honestly don't know, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, the conversation is not over because I can tell that that's really not going to be a satisfactory answer because he's like, we've been together for 20 years. Surely you've been selfish once or twice in the last 20 years. He didn't say it, but it was the, you know, I was doing a little ESP into the expression on his face. And, and it was more of an inquisitive question because, you know, I like that. As, inquisitive. As, yes. As, well, as we're talking about this, it, Elisa's right. I mean, it, it, it is mainly like, oh, the husband just gets off and he's done. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, when we began to talk and I was dis- we were discussing this, I was I was just trying to think about okay, when when has that happened in our own marriage? And it was actually um, it was actually kind of a, a a slap in the face to me. Not not a physical. Do not think that Tony ever laid a hand on me. But it was a slap in the face as I started to come to this realization that there have been many, many, many times when I've been an absolutely selfish lover to Tony, when it's all about having sex. Because here's, here's, how, here's how it works for us. And I would even say in moments of making love, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, won't, I won't dispute that. But you know, as we're talking about this in the, in the framework of having sex, right. you know, it comes about where I am one of those women who tend not to orgasm through penetration. I, I orgasm through uh, vaginal stimulation, foreplay. That, that's when I have my orgasm. So we know that. So that's where we start. Right. Right. So, you know, I know, and Tony knows the sequence. Elisa orgasm, Tony orgasm, right? Like, you know, every once in a while it happens at the same time, but that's rare for us. And that's just, that's just our marriage dynamic. So there have been countless times. I mean, it was actually a little earth shattering to me, I think, to realize how selfish I've been countless times where I get my orgasm. I'm good. Endorphins are flowing. I'm done. I'm done. And, and when and when she says she's done, in, in all honesty, guys, I can in that moment, I can actually be like, she's she's checking out. Like she is done. She's like, all right, roll over. Let's just get this done. And as as a guy who wants to enjoy this time with my spouse, it's almost a time of just like, uh, honey, I, I'm done. She's not saying this. Believe me, she's not saying this. But I can just. It's like, come on, just just get it over with. Do what you got to do and move do on. Do what you got to do. Let's move on. You know, if, if you want to hear a, a funny show we did, you know, cleaning up after sex, you know, go listen to that show and, and I'll, uh, I'll link it here. But it's just sort of like, get it done, get the towel, let's roll. Moving Boom. on. Moving on. Where for me, I would really like to be in that moment longer and on all honesty and that's truthful. And yet... I'm just like, okay, she, she's, she's checking out. So I better just get this thing done and just move on, get the towel and go. And, and it wasn't until Tony asked me this question, you know, what does selfish sex look like to you? What does having sex look like to you that I even, you know, that I even realized this was happening, right? Cause you know, so much of what happens in our marriages, guys, happens, you know, in like these little tiny baby steps that incrementally over time turn into bigger things than they ever intended to be. You know, when right. we discovered that I could orgasm, okay, that was a great thing. And we were all like, woohoo, party. And, you know, so of course you want to duplicate that, right? So then we were duplicating that. And then it was like, okay, one thing led to another. And then I wasn't staying as engaged. 
And so now it is a conscious decision that I have to make. That just because my needs have been met doesn't mean our needs have been met. And when we say revelation, that's like revelation as we were preparing for this show. Right. This is not like, I mean, this is, this is why each and every week we get behind these microphones and say, hey, we got another word for you guys. Because if after 20 years, mar- well, almost 20 years married, 19 and like eight months married, we're figuring this out. And having these aha moments, we know we're not the only ones. We're still a work in progress. We are still a work in progress. And, and you know, in doing this, it's saying, okay, so, you know, I mean, I, I started the show saying, hey, ladies, don't go poking your husbands and don't go, you know, sending them the show. Because it does go both ways. There are some men who are like, you know what, I've had my orgasm, I'm good. Doesn't matter what your needs are, right? It goes both ways. Selfishness happens on both the man's side of the bed and the woman's side of the bed. The, the situation is, is that now that we know it, now that we know that there are times when we're being selfish in our bedrooms, now that we know that there are times when we're just having sex and it's not about making love, it's like, what are you going to do next? Because it's not enough for me to have this revelation when Tony says, what does selfish sex look like to you? Now I have to act on that. You have to act on that. Your partner has, you know, whatever the dynamic in your marriage, you got to take action because knowledge, knowledge is nothing if you're not moving on it. Right. You know, so as we dig into this, you know, and say, okay, you know what? Some of you right now are going, oh, crap, that's me. Like my needs have been met. And while we're still together and we're still naked and we're still in the act, I've checked out. And some of you are thinking, oh, my gosh. So all those times that I actually felt like my spouse was checking out, that wasn't just in my imagination. Right. Some of you are having this like huge aha moment and it's not like, you know, the rainbows and unicorns kind. So what do you do now? Because it's not the end. Oh, goodness, no. Are you kidding me? It's not like we're going to stop having sex just because I had this revelation. It's the beginning. It's it's the knowledge that you have now to be able to say, oh, wait a minute. You know what? That is true. That is something I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And and you can own it. it. We're not here to to make you feel guilty or shameful or anything of that nature. We're here to just go, you know what? Hmm. Just like us. You know, is that happening in our marriage? It sure is. Okay. What are we going to do? What are we going to, are we willing to make a change? Are we willing to step out and say, okay, are we willing to pick up our 19 questions again and go, okay, foreplay looks like this for you. And yet, how do we make it so that once you orgasm, there isn't that checkout. There isn't the, the selfish part of, of you that just goes, I'm done. Just get it over with. Right. Right. Where we can extend that lovemaking. How does that work? And that's going to take some conversations on our end to get there. Because it's not going to happen just by us just having more sex. We're going to actually have to communicate to each other and discuss it. Because I know when Elisa does have orgasm, it, it's intense for her sometimes. And she's just like, okay, I, I'm, I'm done. And yet I'm like, let's extend this. And we're going to just have to have those conversations. Because I, I don't know the full extent of it. I, honestly, I don't think I've ever asked her what's that full extent that's happening Mm -hmm. during that moment and maybe i have but you you know it's probably 
you, you know. can always ask the questions again. Right. I mean, ultimately. Right. I mean, pick up the, well, again, will we pick them up? Sure thing. You know, and so as you, as you start looking at this week, as you start looking at, okay, Lisa and Tony, you've been talking about this whole idea of, you know, having sex versus making love. And you've said, okay, we need to have both, but maybe our marriage is more focused on the having sex part, right? What, what are we supposed to do now? And the first thing is you got, you got to take a look, a long, hard look in the mirror. Maybe have sex while looking in the mirror. Well, that's probably part of the 19 questions, which is actually an action item. So we're not there yet. Okay. So take a long, hard look in the mirror and you need to think about how you've been viewing sex in your marriage and think through what does, what does our typical intimate time look like? And I'm going to use intimate because if I say making love or having sex and everybody gets confused. So when we're being intimate, when we're naked and engaged in sexual intercourse, what are our patterns? Because I can guarantee you, you all have patterns. And those patterns may be dictated by the season of life you're in right now. Absolutely. Right? I mean, hey, if you got married, waited a couple of years before having kids, you know, the intimate time together, which we'll call it right here for this moment being, could have been very enjoyable, long, you know, long, enjoyable times, different position, different places, da, 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 da. Kids come in. And now, different season, been there, right? It's just like, let's just get this over with. And yet, do we still desire that lovemaking session? So so look at what, are you in that place where you're constantly going, okay, once my needs have been met, let's just get this over with. Are, are, is it all about your needs? You know, be it like me, I, you know, because I tend to orgasm first. How do we, how do we navigate that? But is it been like, well, I want my orgasm. Right. I mean, being all about your needs kind of comes down to that. You know, is this all about making me feel good? Right. The whole or the other side of that, though, is to the I really don't need an orgasm. So just get it over. So just get it over with. Mm -hmm. And that's the other side of it where you are being selfless in, in the sense of, hey, I don't need to be pleased tonight. And yet sometimes the way that comes about can also make your partner feel like, Am I just taking advantage of her? Right. Is this just a like, just do it, pacify me, and mm -hmm. so we can just move on? Yeah. I mean, is it one more thing on your to-do list? Because I will tell you that if it's one more thing on your to-do list, that's also a very selfish attitude. Mm -hmm. Because you're telling your spouse, you're not important enough to have connection with. So just do what you got to do. Get it over with. Let's move on. I, just Can't be come on. Let, let's go. Get the towel. Let's clean up. Uh, you know, take a shower and go to bed, mm -hmm. you know, because I got other things on my plate, other things to do. And you're just one, one of 30 things on my list. It's an incredibly selfish attitude. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of you have either been on the giving end of that or the receiving end of it, because having um, been married 20 years, we've been on both. Mm -hmm. We've been on both. Second thing you need to do this week is you need to have a conversation with your spouse. About sex. About sex. Outside no. of the bedroom. You know, so it's conversation with your spouse about sex outside of the bedroom. And you've heard us talk about this before, but the reason that you talk about sex outside of the bedroom is because your bedroom has enough emotional charge in it about your sex life that you don't need to add one more thing in there. Right. So go for a walk, sit at the park, go to the beach. I don't care where you go. Just get out of your bedroom. It, you know, if you're comfortable doing it in your living room or I don't know, your back deck, wherever. Is it a drive? 
can you take some time away or is it is that is that a possibility you know do you have a sitter are you doing date night is this one of those conversations where it's like hey you know what we're driving somewhere for date night let's discuss it no i at least it cringes a little I bit cringe because and the reason i cringe is because if, if the two of you haven't practiced having your conversations about sex having conversation about sex on your way to date night can maybe make the date not go as well i understand and yet if that's the only opportunity you have take advantage i'd rather you take advantage of that conversation than not i'd rather you at every opportunity you have to take off a mask to be vulnerable with your spouse and sometimes yeah that might be on the way to date night but if that's the only opportunity you have because you have littles and you have the sitter and you only do this once a, a month, well, you got to take advantage of something. Mm-hmm. Maybe you put a timer on it. Maybe you you just go, hey, you know what? We're going to just, let's just ask and answer this one question, you know, but well, at least we're starting somewhere. And as you're having the conversation, you need to ask the question, you know, how does your spouse feel about your sexual connection? Right? How do they feel about what's going on between the two of you? And, and what are they actually experiencing when the two of you are intimate? Right? Mm-hmm. Because when we get so wrapped up in, well, am I getting my orgasm today? Is it going to be good for me? All this kind of stuff. We lose touch with what's going on with our spouse. So while the, the two of you might be having a lot of sex, the distance could still be growing in your marriage because that connection is not there. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and and to have a growing, thriving Marriage, you need to have all of the spokes of your wheel. You need to have emotional and physical connection mm-hmm. working there. Yeah, and part of that conversation, and I said it at the outset when we were talking about the free resource, the 19 questions, is to pick up the 19 questions, right? So go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions to amazing sex, or 19 questions. It's the 19 questions to amazing sex is the title of the, the document you're going to get. But go and get that. And remember, you're not going to blast your spouse and say, hey, we're going to answer all 19 questions. That's overwhelming. You guys probably aren't talking about sex, so let's not just do it all in one night. Let's spread it out. Let's take one question. Let's take one question and go, you know what? Let's talk about this one. And if your spouse is a little more reluctant, then you know what you do? You say, honey, I'd like to discuss our sex life with you. Here are some questions that we could ask and answer of each other. Why don't you pick the first question? Let them pick. Because it doesn't matter what question it is as long as the two of you start talking about it. And I'm going to add another resource to the show notes here that I want you guys to check out. We have an article titled Three Reasons Why Sex Isn't a Dirty Word. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of us may come into it and go, Ugh, we got, you know, we were told that sex is dirty. We were told sex isn't good. We were told all this stuff. And so we're still carrying that with us into this marriage, into this covenant with our spouse. And we need to drop that so we can move forward. So I'm going to put that up in the show notes for you guys as well. Yeah. And ultimately, at the end of the day, the two of you need to remember that relationships were not designed for selfish people. Mm-hmm. When you bring your selfishness in to your bedroom, when you allow your needs to always take precedence. And I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, on those times when your spouse says to you, honey, what would you like tonight? What would you like me to do with you? How would you like me to touch you? Or, or what position do you want to be? Well, by all means, if they're asking, answer the question. Because it can also be very disheartening if you're just like, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Okay, no, no, no. 
If you could ask the question, answer it. But what I'm saying is it can't be all about you every single time. Sometimes to look at your husband or to look at your wife and say, babe, tonight, how would you like to make love? Knowing, and we didn't even talk about this, this would be a whole nother show, but knowing that there's a romance part tied into the idea of making love, mm-hmm. right? Th- th- that's part of where that whole, you know, making love, romance, I mean, you can hear the, you know, the violins playing in the background, you can see the rose petals. That doesn't happen in the De Lorenzo household. But you guys know what I'm talking about when I... We've had rose petals once. We have had rose petals. Once. We don't do music because I get easily distracted. distracted. We've tried music and that does not Like my brain just goes... But that's not not the focus here. Sound machine. Sound machine works. Sound machine works. That only... Because it dulls out... Everything else. Drowns out all the other noises. Yes. But here's the thing. Don't be selfish in the bedroom. Don't be selfish with the one person that you are this intimate with, okay? Mm-hmm. There's no room for it because you continue to be selfish. You're, con- you're continuously selfish. You're going to cause a chasm to open up in your marriage. You want to have an extraordinary marriage? Get selfless, right? Two selfless people will create an extraordinary relationship. They will create a relationship that like people are just kind of like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And when you say, well, I serve my husband or I serve my wife, and they're like, what? That's a secret? Yeah, because you know what? When you have those acts of service towards one another, it will create something more, just mind-blowing. Yeah. So go out there this week, you guys. Think about this. Grab the 19 questions, com slash 19 questions. Discuss one or two of them. That is your take action point this week. Grab it. Look at them talk about it discuss what sex and making love means to you guys because that's also going to help you guys have the sexual intimacy you desire in your marriage as you go through the years and through the seasons we love you guys have yourselves a fantastic week and we look forward to hearing from you and as we said before send in those emails info at one marriage.com or give us a call at 858-876-5663 love you guys have a great week